0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Z, and welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on food, fitness, and wellness. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of topics, including inflammatory conditions, women's health, plant based nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. It's designed to teach you how you can become your most powerful self every single day. From interviews with today's top health, fitness, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a fun and happy atmosphere. So sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with experts and people who have completely transformed their lives through plant-based nutrition, fitness, and wellness. And if you love this podcast and would love to see it grow with even more incredible episodes, you now have the opportunity to support the Jennifer Z podcast by visiting jenniferz.com forward slash podcast. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-Z-E-E dot com forward slash P O D C A S T. This helps me amp up the podcast. Finding more incredible guests while increasing the number of episodes being published. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. Today on the Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy podcast, I have Donna. She's the founder of My Alkaline Recipes, an Instagram-based platform with alkaline vegan recipes that are based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide. Donna is passionate about healthy living and loves creating recipes that can help change the way people perceive food. I was browsing Instagram and I stumbled across Donna's My Alkaline Recipes page And I was just so drawn in by her food that I knew that I had to reach out to her and get her on this podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Donna. Welcome to the Jennifer Z. Plant Based and Happy Podcast.
1: Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So, I mean, everyone has a story leading up to why they decided to change their diet and lifestyle. And for you, I know that most of your recipes are based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide. So what led you to his alkaline diet?
1: Um, Yeah. So like three years ago, I was feeling um, extremely tired all the time and it wasn't natural for me because I was twenty-seven, and I was thinking I'm supposed to have much more energy than that. And like, I woke up, I was feeling tired and fatigued, and I I knew there's something is wrong. And also, I so I started researching, and I found about read an article about candida. So I decided to do a body cleanse, um, mm-hmm. called the master cleanse, and I did that for ten days. And after the 10 days, I decided I'm going to change my diet. And at that time, I found the Dr. Sebi Diet on Instagram, and I started researching, and I saw that so many people had good testimonials about it and how it's changing their body and their mind. So I embraced it completely after I finished my body cleanse. And and I'm super happy that I did that because it's totally changed my body and... I don't get like colds anymore and I feel more energized most of the time and just total body strength that I'm I'm really happy that um, I changed my body and my diet for. Yeah. Well well it's amazing that I think
0: what happens is some people start to feel more and more tired as they get older and they start using their age as an excuse or exactly. they think you know and and I'm victim of this as well so before I went plant based I I would wake up after sleeping 8 hours every night and and being exhausted and I would think, I would think that that was normal and I would start making excuses for it and it wasn't until I got diagnosed with endometriosis which you know I was ending up in the hospital every single month was when I decided that I needed to do something about it. So I think that's so amazing that you kind of caught this in the beginning stages. And instead of making excuses for, Oh, you know, maybe I didn't get REM sleep or maybe I'm just getting older. You actually (laughs) made the changes early on. So that's fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you. And I think you made some changes too. That is also fantastic. I think, um, transitioning into an up plant-based diet can be like it seems challenging and it seems like a big deal well actually all you need to do is consume more fresh fruits and vegetables and i was a vegetarian before before and before i transitioned i i looked at veganism and plant-based as such a big deal and a big uh challenge and i didn't know how to do it but when i found the doctor say be a nutritional guide i was thinking hmm I finally I have a guide that can actually direct me and I can have all the nutrients all the minerals that my body needs. Yeah. yeah,
0: because it can be very daunting and I mean when I first discovered plant-based living I I had no first of all I didn't even know how to cook regular food. like a typical Western diet. I didn't, I was worried about cooking chicken. I was worried about like, because maybe it wasn't cooked properly. So I really was just making the exact same food every single night because I had no idea what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. so the thought of changing that to something that I had no idea about beyond, you know, chicken, fish and uh, pasta was very daunting. And that's, primarily why I share this podcast and that's why I share recipes and I look for other people with amazing recipes and stuff like that on their Instagram because I think that there are so many people who would love to embrace this lifestyle but it's just they feel like it's either too hard or they just don't
1: know where to start as well. Exactly that's exactly what it is it's um, and it's actually very simple then it than it seems to be because it seems like a like a big challenge but it's not it's actually super simple even on the Dr. Sebi diet you shouldn't eat a lot of cooked food every day You, you must have more fresh fruits more fresh vegetables and have just one cooked meal a day so as you said you were cooking the same meals and yeah People also feel like on a vegan diet, they're eating the same things, but you can, there's so many ingredients that you can play with in the kitchen and create something that you love and recreate your favorite childhood dishes just with uh, great ingredients. So it's possible. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And when I started to expand my knowledge on all of the spices and all, first of all, all of the vegetables that were available to me and are available to me, it, it, it was mind blowing because now I'm not even kidding you from week to week, my family eats a different meal every night. And yes, we, repurpose, wow. and we will repurpose mm-hmm. lunches and stuff within our meal plan. However, like every dinner is totally different. And it's so simple though. Like it's just a matter of switching up the spices or maybe removing one type of vegetable to put another vegetable or a bean or whatever the case is. But Unless you know kind of a few of the ingredients, and I always say to start start with fewer ingredients, so start with maybe two or three ingredients or two or three you know veggies and um, yes. fruits if you want mm-hmm. and expand on that and use flavors that you're kind of used to already, and then you can start experimenting, but it's just our dinners are so incredible now. Even our lunches and breakfast. But just speaking uh-huh. to dinner specifically, it's so much more enjoyable. I actually enjoy eating and cooking again. Whereas before <laughs> I was so nervous and anxious.
1: Uh-huh. To make That's out. amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. So you know, I know Dr. Sabi talks a little bit about how plants are electrical. So maybe maybe you can share with us what this means and what does this mean when we relate this to our health?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Dr. Sebi believed that there were six fundamental food groups, which are live, raw, dead, hybrid, and genetically modified, and drugs. And his diet essentially cut out all the food groups except live and raw. Um, encouraging people to eat as closely to a raw vegan diet as possible, meaning closely to nature uh, was it, what nature intended. Um, so he believed that the raw and live foods were electric, which fought the acidic food waste in the body. And his di- diet, he actually developed a nutritional guide that cons- constitute of. Um, electric foods and ingredients so for example there are many fruits and vegetables out there that are hybrid so it's basically when you have an hybrid fruit it's like you introduced a new technology to your body um, and as a result it becomes your body becomes more acidic so we are in trying our best like, I don't eat 100% from the list all the time, but I eat like 90%. Mm-hmm. But I try my best to have fruits and vegetables um, that are with seeds, of course, because if the food has a seed, it means it can reproduce and it's a natural food. So mm-hmm. that's basically that's cool. what it is.
0: <laughs> I think, you know. I think that some people assume, for example, that they need to do something like a water fast to cleanse or detox the body Mm -hmm. but you can actually detox and cleanse the body by eating alkaline foods so can you share with our listeners how this works exactly like i know how it works but i think some of our listeners are like well how the heck do you cleanse and detox the body by eating but we're talking specifically about alkaline food
1: yeah so i think there's different types of cleanses different types of fasts and um so one cleanse that i always recommend which is very basic when it's with while eating is having fresh fruits and vegetables from the nutritional guide for for one week which for 7 days mm-hmm. and you consume these um, raw fruits and veggies for 7 days and you will see how slowly it cleans in your body you're probably going to have some side effects because normally when we detox the the body releases a lot of toxin to the bloodstream, so you should have also um, spring water to to cleanse. So I think that's like one of the steps of cleansing, but some people with illnesses, they should look into deeper types of yeah. cleaning. Yeah, agreed. And you
0: know, for me, I like a, sm- a good smoothie or juice cleanse because I think that they detox the body, but they also still provide. You know, vital nutrients um, while reducing inflammation. As opposed to say, uh, personally, I'm not big on water cleanses because I think that yes, you're reducing the inflammation, but you're also, it depends how long, I guess, you're on the cleanse, but you're also cleaning mm-hmm. your body of those nutrients. Uh, but there is something to be said about after a few days on that cleanse, mm-hmm. when you're doing a juice cleanse, for example. You begin yeah. to feel this sense of empowerment because you realize that mm-hmm. you don't have to have so much dependence on food. And I don't know if you notice this. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes, but a lot of us, I feel like, are just eating for the sake of eating.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I I feel the same. So I used to do water water cleanses like every week for 24 hours each time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. When I did this, I actually realized that um, I don't need food so much as I thought I, I need. And also, when I ate, I got tired, but when I was cleansing, I, I had more energy, which was so funny for me, because I'm like, I'm supposed to get energy from the food that I'm eating.
0: Right. Um,
1: so it totally depends on your body current situation. And if you've been bloated for a while, you probably need a cleanse and... Um, mm. So, so yeah, and definitely what you, you mentioned about uh, empowering. So when you, when you cleanse your body, you don't need to depend on the food or think about what am I going to have for breakfast or lunch or dinner. So uh, you just enjoy your smoothie and you still have energy. So this is great.
0: I agree with that and I think that you can also start to focus on other things in life because I do notice when I, if I'm not doing, like I try to do a Monday cleanse, but if I'm not doing this, then I'm constantly either I'm working and then thinking in the back of my head like, okay, so I know I have this prepared for lunch, but what about the rest of the week? And like I meal plan down to the day. Uh And, but it does preoccupy a lot of my thoughts and I just started thinking, you know, what if I had all of this space in my mind to do other things as opposed to just constantly think of food? I just feel like it's a lot of, we, we do, and not just plant-based people, but I think everyone is just so like food motivated.
1: Yes. I think especially in the fitness world, uh, there is an obsession about eating the right foods. Um, cause you want to stay fit and look fit and you want to feed your muscles. Um, which you can actually do with, with even in a plant-based diet. And when you're on a cleanse, you are afraid to, to not give your body the right nutrients and minerals. And that's why there's the right times to do each thing. You shouldn't, like if you're doing a cleanse, you shouldn't work out intensely, absolutely not, because you need to give your body a break um, and let it heal. When you provide your body the right conditions, it will definitely take care of itself.
0: Right. And I mean, the um, most of what you want to do with a cleanse is reduce that inflammation in the body. And if you're working out, yeah, like, I mean, it's okay to work out. And when you work out the type of inflammation that you're creating in your body, yes, it spikes, but it also drops lower than it was before you worked out. So that's, I mean, that's a that's a different sense, but you still need that energy when you're working out depending on what you're doing, I guess, too. Um, yes. So even if, you know, if there's somebody who is like, well, I still want to do a cleanse, but I actually want to continue to work out, maybe just change your workout style. So do like a restorative yoga instead of that spin class that you were going to do. Exactly.
1: Not. Some more moderate, moderated um, and workout.
0: So, so this is something that I was watching a Dr. Sebi YouTube video, and I found this so Incredibly profound. So he says that whoever you are is exactly who you're supposed to be. And that totally explains why we're all striving to get to a certain place where we want to feel like we're living our true life with purpose. So, do you agree with that thought that we're all who we're supposed to be? And while it may take a little while to discover this true self, we're all eventually going to find that true self because it's already within us
1: oh yeah absolutely I agreed with that that um, we all have a purpose and actually when you focus on finding your purpose you'll be more likely to find it and when I started like this my food blog I didn't think well at that time I, I never thought that like creating recipes, that would be something that I would do, like or one of my purposes. And, and it wasn't my purpose to inspire people to eat a plant-based diet. But it was a part of my journey to take care of my body. And as a result, it affected other people in a positive way, which I'm very glad. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely true that it, our purpose does uh, lay within us and we will discover it um, slowly. Yeah.
0: I think that that's awesome. The the exact same thing happened to me. I mean, I was working. uh, I was a former hairstylist. I was working at a law office, and you know, none of this plant. And this was way before I was plant based. Way before I was happy. So it was Mm -hmm. it was so interesting to me that that's why reflection is so great and hindsight is so great. Because when I look back, I I think you know yes, I was in the fitness industry, so I should have been sort of leading towards this way of life. But I was so far from who I am today. And I feel like mm-hmm. who I am today is who I truly am. I'm living my genuine life. And I, I don't feel the anxiety of needing to do or be anything else.
1: That's amazing. Mm. And it's very inspiring because you you live your life for yourself and you, you created this amazing world. And... Yeah, we should all live like that. And I think we have one purpose. We probably have a few purposes. Like each person has a few purposes that they can accomplish and achieve.
0: Oh, absolutely. So then how how do you think that we can start to work towards finding that true purpose in life?
1: Um, I think that I'm still discovering myself and my purposes. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I would say that by focusing on yourself and putting yourself first in a way that not diminishes others, but in a way that you actually put yourself first, put your goals first and work towards them. Every day you, you do the small work to increase yourself and your self-esteem and to build up yourself. Um, it will definitely help you to find your purpose and choosing things that you want to do, um, not affected by others' opinion. Uh, it's definitely a great way to start
0: I think that that is I love that you said that because I think that when you start to listen to other people or other people have influence on your decisions, then that starts to pull you away from from your your life's purpose, and the further you are away from it, the harder it is to redirect yourself and find that again I think
1: yes, exactly because I there's many people out there, they, they don't believe that they can um, monetize their skill set or so they choose a job that is more profitable because that's their belief system or that's what people told them to, that it will be more be- better for them. Well, actually like other my other passion than, um, than health and wellness is also marketing. So I always encourage people to use social media platforms to to talk about something that is important to them. So if your passion is fitness, definitely start a page about fitness and start talking about it and start showing people your work and your workout routine. And there must be people out there that will be inspired by you. So, Right. I
0: think that once you start speaking your truth and you start writing about your passion or making videos about whatever you're passionate about, I think that you find the people who you can connect the deepest with. And I think that those connections are more meaningful than if you are speaking about something that either you don't advocate or you're just not passionate about.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree.
0: (laughs) And everyone already knows, and I'm sure you've discovered this, as I'm all about plant power. And, and that's why I love using this podcast to share what I love about it is I get to share different perspectives and ideas and I get to share ideas on, you know, everyone has a different perspective on the best and easiest ways to begin to optimize their health with food. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe you can share some of your ideas and perspective on, I mean, what are your best and easiest ways to optimize your health with food?
1: Um, so for example when you go grocery shopping uh, you should definitely do buyer groceries like in my the way I do it I just buy groceries from the nutritional guide so at home I know I'm cooking I'm cooking well I'm eating well but let's say I'm invited for dinner or I'm going to a restaurant I will probably have any plant-based dish that it's not completely alkaline but Still, so it's all about creating a, a balance, and also if you're just transi- transitioning from um, um, from eating animal products and animals to a plant-based diet, and it's a little bit difficult for you, the first step would be just to have like like two days a week that you're not eating meat and you're focusing on eating more plants. So. I think that a uh, slow transition is the best because you want to create a sustainable change. You want, to, you want something that will last. So yeah, definitely have incorporating more fresh fruits and veggies in your daily uh, life. Always cut some veggies. Like my favorite thing to do to, to have more fresh veggies, I just I always take hummus with me and kale and I mix them together and this way I, I eat more greens. Oh, so,
0: amazing. <laughs> I love that. Let's talk about one of your favorite dishes because, first of all, your food looks super delicious, and I am—I have to put yes. the link to your Instagram in the show notes. Like, for instance, the blueberries—I think it's with tahini date syrup
1: yeah OMG
0: I can't even I saw that it's just like now I want blueberries and I didn't you know I'm just sort of experimenting with tahini dressings and stuff like that mm-hmm. I've been going kind of on and off of it so that is definitely gonna have to be my next go-to so maybe you can share one of your favorite dishes and why do you love it and what are some of the benefits from this specific dish that you love to make
1: yeah sure so my favorite dish would be um it's one of my stews. So what I do, I take like different type of vegetables from the nutritional guide, like uh, butternut squash and mushrooms, cremini mushrooms and onions and plum tomatoes. And I also mix it with um, quinoa and chickpeas. Mm. So everything together and it becomes a super thick and hearty stew. And I love it so much because it, um, totally makes you feel like you're home, away from home with all the spices and the and the mix. And it's also super comforting and healing. I think you can have amazing food um, and healthy food. So it definitely works together. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And that's the one thing that I discovered. And I think that a lot of people who haven't yet made the transition to plant-based food is I think there's one misconception still out there. And I think that what it is is, well, there's a many misconceptions, but one of the big ones is how how can I eat plants and also eat delicious food? And I think with Instagram and Facebook and all these social media platforms and people like you sharing food that is just like to die for and it's and it's healthy and it's plant-based i think that that really just breaks that misconception up so i love when i see new instagram profiles popping up here and there and people just really showcasing plant-based food and how amazing it can look and how delicious it can be Uh, I think that that's just huge. And I think that that's really going to help a lot of people who are like, well, yeah, but I just don't want to eat salad until I die. And it's like, but you don't have to just eat salad until you die. In fact, I rarely eat salad.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So how about one of your, um, because I know like a lot of people are super busy. What's one of your favorite alkaline snacks to make?
1: Um, I mentioned it before. My favorite snack is um, just dino kale and uh, and hummus with it. So I make my own hummus, but you can also buy it. And basically the dino kale is super crunchy. And when you mix it together, it, it tastes amazing. Um, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. It's savory. And it's a great snack. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. That's perfect. And I think that... There's so many, and I, I love to do a roasted chickpea and Mm. I mean, there's a difference between when you buy a package, the package roasted chickpeas, as opposed to making it yourself. I love making my own snacks because I know exactly what's in them and I can, you know, like reduce the oil or reduce, say a certain flavor that I'm not too into. So those Mm -hmm. are great too. And it's all stuff that you can really just like bring into the car and just go (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a great
1: snack i love roasted chickpeas as well (laughs) or
0: you can take it to the movies instead of eating popcorn or whatever else you want to do
1: exactly like if i go to the movies i never buy popcorn because it's not Mm -hmm. not so you know healthy but like one time i did took some vegetables and hummus with me
0: (laughs) i love that oh my gosh i would if i saw that i'd be like you and i need to be best friends (laughs) (laughs) final question for you yeah if you could go back and share one of the most life-altering pieces of advice that you learned during your journey or along the way what would that be
1: Mm, that's a interesting question (laughs) um so as i mentioned before i think uh, that actually discovering what you really want it's the most important thing and like, I get a lot of questions on my on my pages, like, um, well, I go to family dinners and everyone eats meat and I don't, so I have to eat the meat because everyone do that. So I, um, you sh- actually, you should be an example and if you wanna choose a different type of lifestyle, um, so do it and then show them and they will see you growing and changing and evolving and as a result, they will ask you, what are you doing? So definitely be loyal to your values. If you decided you're gonna be, you care for the animals and you, you choose to be on a plant-based side, be loyal to it, do it, because it will make you feel good. And yeah, so also I think consistency and doing the little work every day, it will actually change your future because today we don't see the work, like going to the gym, you go a little bit every day, but you don't see the abs just yet. But in a few months, you will see the results. So even with the plant-based diet, do the small work every day. It's super important for building healthy self-esteem and building yourself up.
0: And I also think that when you're making those small changes and putting in that small work every single day, you're building a very solid foundation, which is more sustainable over time.
1: Exactly. Absolutely, yes.
0: Well, Donna, you're amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. So are you.
1: Thank you so much for inviting
0: me. Hey guys, Jennifer Z here. Thanks for listening to the Jennifer Z Plant Based and Happy podcast. It is growing exponentially. And it's just so amazing to be able to get the word about plant based nutrition and all of its benefits and everything that comes with the plant based lifestyle out there. The more I share my story and and the more I'm able to educate everyone on plant-based nutrition, the happier I am. So it's just so great to be able to have so many amazing plant-based advocates come on this show and dedicate time to chat with me and share their expertise with you. So Not only do I want to thank all of my listeners for listening, but I want to thank all of my amazing guests who have so graciously devoted time to chat with me and to share their story as well. So one of the things that actually led me to decide that I wanted to create this podcast was I had just finished wrapping up my Mastering Your Life with Plant-Based Nutrition online summit where I had 20 world renowned plant-based experts and advocates all devote their time to share their plant-based journey and to educate my audience on the amazing benefits of living a plant-based life. So wrapping that up, there was kind of like an afterglow feeling a little bit of a feeling of what do I do now? And I just enjoyed talking to people about plant based nutrition and the plant based lifestyle so much so that I decided I didn't want that to end. So that's initially what led me to create this podcast and this platform to share this lifestyle with more listeners. So this plant based online summit is like my baby, basically. And I'm so proud of it. And I'm so thankful for all of the amazing guests who came on and devoted their time to chat with me and share their plant-based expertise with my entire audience. So if you haven't checked out my Plant-Based Mastery Online Summit yet, then I highly encourage you to go ahead and head on over to plantbasedmasterysummit.com. That's P-L-A-N-T-B-A-S-E-D-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T.com. And check it out because whether you are just transitioning, you're in the early stages of making that transition, you're thinking about transitioning, Or even if you are a seasoned plant-based person, you will get something beneficial out of each and every one of these 20 interviews. So thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast and continuing to choose to optimize your very own health by taking control of your diet and lifestyle. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye!